up? Welcome back. Couple of catches podcast with Avery J and K Sass. K Smooth. This is the finale. Oh, that's Ooh. so sad. I don't, we weren't going to start off with that. I was going to start off with something happy. My God. Oh, this is why it's exciting. It's the finale. There's a lot of shenanigans that go on. Obviously, today. obviously. I wish we had like some sort of background music or something fun, but you know, copyright issues, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So um, this has. This is literally episode 54. I think I counted. Did you? I was just going to ask, did you take the time to count all of those? Our guests already asked what it was. Boom, boom, boom. Skirt. Okay. Already talking about the guests. That's fine. We have a special surprise. All right. Well, this is a last episode of season three. And we have a very special guest here with us tonight. But before we get into that, we'll get you guys caught up on what we talked about. So last week was episode 15. And if you guys didn't listen to episode 15, I talked about my dumpster baby tree. Um, And also Avery talked about the My Cause My Cleats in the NFL, which is really fun. Uh, Brought awareness to a lot of really great causes for charity and um, a lot of really great reasons to spend your money on some dope ass cleats. So mm-hmm. that is still going on actually, if you want to check those out. And then uh, I gave you guys some hot fire fuego about interception city in the NFL last week um, with the saints throwing four interceptions mm. that as a, as a Cowboys fan. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and then the bears and how they were just hot doggy doo-doo as well. So that was great. Um, but that's always fun. So go listen to that if you didn't and uh, welcome to the very last episode of season. Oh yes. Yeah. You got to see a great game. You were in uh old D sizzle. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I went, my dad came to visit me in DC this last week and it was so fun. So Papa Bear came from the shy town and I ended up getting some tickets to the Washington and Dallas game on Sunday. Ooh. And let me just tell you, FedEx is no Jerry's world. That was <laughs> ugly, talked about ugly that. gross. It was, yeah, uh, that stadium. Sorry guys. They have like very minimal gated lots. It's like these players are park in $150,000 cars. Oh, it was trash. It was so strange. And you just walk in and people are just like popping shooters. And then on our way from, we took the Metro because I live literally right behind um, a station. And when we got there, there was just lines of people, like as we're walking into the stadium who are like just handing out shooters, jello shots, all this shit. And then they've got, exactly, exactly. And people are just walking straight into the stadium, like didn't even really check tickets. Like it was the strangest event of my life but I'm so glad I went to see <laughs> Dallas get that dub obviously yeah that's sick oh and I saw today right before I left work it's like you know we have the big screens obviously yeah. I saw the big flashing Spencer Rattler story and I yep. thought of you instantly because you know yep. how I was like he needs to go to Arizona or Arizona State that's where yes. the need is that's where yes. it's yes no he's going to old USC so I'm sure your boss is going to be psyched as hell about that oh absolutely all the Gamecocks were all about it today they were hitting me up left and right so that was uh that was a good day for him he was very very excited about that oh the old Gamecocks yeah so that was uh that was my big big breaking story of the day because there was so much except for the 150 COVID tests that happened exactly oh my gosh there was 10,000 of those and uh I know the NBA has a couple too the Bulls came down with I think seven at a time Mm -hmm. um and some coaches as well so there's definitely some more Omicrons in full effect (laughs) y'all so you know what I think we need to get into this 
get it popping it. like a semi-automatic. Okay, so we have a guest today, guys. I don't know if you caught that right away because I am like For a giddy little school time, girl, so Yes, we have an interview. We have a guest today. Thank you. You want to <laughs> introduce him now? Yes. yes. So I have to start by saying the one of the first tech, well, actually the first text message I got from our guest was him introducing himself with his handle. And I thought it was hilarious. He goes, hey, it's Rai Rai, this guy. Old. Old I was man. like, love it. First of all, love this energy. Then I, I asked him where he lived and he said, and then I replied, like I was testing like the comedic waters here. I was like, I don't know how he's going to take my humor. And then I go, no, 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 no. I meant your GPS location or your GPS coordinates. And he did. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I died. I was like, this is the best thing ever. But anyways, this guy, he is a shortstop in the Red Sox organization. Last with the old AAA Wasta Red Sox. And uh, AKA watch your back, Xander, you know, like Mr. Steal Your Job, the anti what if guy, shy town native, but also a product of D Town Boogie the flow god himself the the actual i think the mvp of the year we have to say it's unlike anything you've ever seen guys mr ryan fitzmagic fitzgerald boom baby oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh what an have intro. you ever gotten an intro like that <laughs> <laughs> probably never again <laughs> yeah no it's uh good it's good to be here um yeah it's uh Tough to follow up that act right there. Okay. Thanks for the introduction. Probably one of the best I'm introductions I've ever had. I'm waiting for her to take had. a breath. Yeah, I'm waiting for her to take a breath finally. Jeez. <laughs> Let's go. I love that. Well, welcome, yeah. Ryan, so to the good. Couple of Catches podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We are definitely very happy to have you here. This is our only interview of the season, and we had to end the season with a bang. Before we get into this, we'll, uh, we'll kind of get your backstory a little bit and who you are and kind of where you came from. So... Um, and then we, we, we did our own research too. So we have a little bit about you, but we want you to be able to tell our, uh, our listeners more about you as, as well. So you are, um, a Chicago native. Yeah. Yeah. Born in Chicago, um, back in 1994, uh, grew up in Detroit and then ended up moving back to Chicago in 2005. So I've been here since, um, got two brothers, mom, dad, uh, we, Grew up kind of right outside of uh, downtown Chicago in a suburb called Burr Ridge. Um, played baseball and hockey growing up mostly. You know, all three of us did. And uh, yeah, baseball kind of like took took over and and here we are now. Good deal. Magic, baby. Love that. And uh, tell us a little bit more. So you said you have the two siblings. It's Brendan and is it Colin or Colin? Colin. Yeah, oh, Colin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting spelling there. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, your brothers, were they athletes as well? Yeah. So my older brother, we actually, he's a year older than me. So we were able to play baseball and hockey together in high school, which was cool. And, uh, we played up the middle together. He was at second, I was at short. And then we were on the same line in hockey too. That's kind of why, it's kind of why I still have the flow. I'm the flow oh, guy. Okay. I, oh, for, yeah. Keep it from my hockey days. It's, it's, it's still a piece of me. <laughs> I just can't seem to let go. But, uh, yeah, we, we played, right. I know we, we played together, um, in high school, which was, you know, some of the best memories I've had playing, playing sports. And then, uh, a younger brother, um, who I think is, you know, better than, than both of us, but, uh, <laughs> we beat up on him pretty good. And, um, he's not playing pro hockey up in New York, uh, for the Binghamton black bears. So he's doing well with that. It's his first year playing there and, um, he's excited. I'm excited for him, but yeah, that's kind of the gist of my brothers. Mm -hmm. Very fun. Good deal. Love that. Um, so pond hockey, 
I know you said you have the flow because you you started in hockey, but any yeah. other like hockey right now? Uh, not right now, but like during quarantine, I was playing. Well, I wasn't supposed to, I guess, technically. It's my, <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know. It's in my contract. No extreme sports. Ooh. But uh, I, know, I guess the Red Sox don't have to find out about that. But uh, yeah, I they won't listen my... to this. Don't worry. This is their top yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe they will. Uh, but yeah, I, I was playing like every week um, for my older brother's men's league team. And it's just, I had to stop. It got out of hand. Like too many people wanted to fight. It's like, they got, I know, right. It's like, they got nothing to lose. It's like, they'll go to their nine to five tomorrow. And it's like, I got a baseball career to worry about. I can't be getting hurt out here. So I had to cut back on that. And it just kind of became pond hockey playing then from there. Um, Hoping it gets cold here soon. I mean, it's supposed to be like 60 tomorrow. Like, I know we're looking, looking to get some cold weather to play some pond hockey, but uh, yeah, hockey's big piece of my life. And in some ways I wish I, I still play it. <laughs> you always have Bush league, right? Beer league. Bush yeah. League. Right. Sure. <laughs> got the beer belly in like 15 years. Just let it flop over. <laughs> he thinks he can still fit into all his old gear. <laughs> the best. Yeah. Cause I saw that you said you're, you think you're better at hockey than baseball. <sighs> I don't know. I don't is that, know if I'm uh, is that real or were you just trying to be cool? Back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, yes. Back in the day, yes. Like when I see videos of myself playing both sports, I'm like, God, I sucked at baseball. <laughs> like I was so bad. You were a late bloomer then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would okay, I wouldn't say I was bad. Like I know my parents always, you weren't bad, you weren't bad. I was like, okay, I, I know I wasn't Average. bad, but like yeah like i mean i was like the best defender and like i made contact and like when you're young, it's yeah. like if you just put the ball in play, you're gonna right. be successful and like but that's, that ain't gonna get you paid. <laughs> and I didn't figure that out. I didn't figure yeah. that out until I was graduated. So now I'm trying to get paid, but we'll see how that goes. There you go. I, and your, I mean, your Instagram shows all your cool stuff. Like it's, it's a really fun Instagram. Like you are going to tag him later and stuff, but guys, you have to check it out. He's got, it's got a lot going on. It's, it's popping. And you, you got, you have a lot of drone footage and even the hockey stuff. Is that something that you're just really into? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I started doing that. Um, a couple of years ago, I bought a drone. Um, one of my buddies who I think we'll talk about later, um, who he started a nonprofit and everything. He got into all this video stuff and he kind of got me into it. So we, uh, he, he gave me kind of the directions on how to go and just kind of took it from there. Learn, learn the Adobe software and, I don't know. Just mess yeah. around with that as much as I can and make some cool stuff. But and for- thanks, thanks for the feedback on the Instagram. Like nobody ever, <laughs> nobody ever tells me I get, I got. Up. Yeah, I mean, no one ever tells me I got good content, so yeah. I appreciate it. Was that, that intro? <laughs> he just got really confident. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Calm down. First of all, we got to bring you back down to earth. Okay. <laughs> so well, and it's it's no small feat to actually learn Adobe, and you were probably self-taught. That's what it sounds like. Is that you just were playing yeah. around with it and YouTube figured it out or watched? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was a. Uh, communications like PR major in college so we had to take all those classes I can't even tell you like I don't remember anything and it's just from like self-teaching doing stuff with like yeah. podcast and mm-hmm. going back and forth between audio and video and that's where you learn the most For so sure. it's, it's hard For to sure. do so good job it, it is great. it is yeah <laughs> the same thing happened with SAS teaching me like the beginning of the podcast I was like I don't know how to use Canva yeah. I don't know and a lot now of I'm technicalities like, like crushing it like yeah. I'm like doing a damn good job and like absolutely you're into the photography stuff too like you want to you know travel the world document your trips all that good stuff have you besides what we're going to talk about later have you been in anywhere major like because i i'm dreaming of australia and like anywhere with water yeah. and like fiji and like 
I mean, what kind of white woman doesn't want to be in an overwater bungalow? Like we literally all love. Them. Like so, exactly. anywhere exciting and big major that you've been for fun. Yeah, the two, um, one Puerto Rico. That one was was sweet. Like the setup we had there was sick. We had two little like villas right on the water. Nice. Um, it was right after the hurricane though, so like it was kind of like there's places that were kind of you could see were like destroyed. Even some yeah. of like the neighboring houses that we were near were like completely gone. But um, yeah, that like Puerto Rico, the experience there was incredible. Obviously, the people and then like the the scenery yeah. is like stupid. But uh, yeah. the other one's Hawaii. Yeah. I, I try to go there every That's year. Where I've seen um, some footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I don't. I when like you hear Hawaii, everyone thinks like, oh, like you know, surf's up, brah, like all this like you know, like crazy like tiki hut style like stuff. Like I go to the other side of the, the big island yeah. where it's like not as rich like it's like really kind of like homegrown hawaiians yeah. down there like, like the local really deep in yeah yeah like really deep in like family and like um respect like the kids there are like oh my god like they call me uncle like yep. my name is uncle ryan over there like <laughs> every like every and like every kid calls me that like and it's just like a sign of respect it's like when you call someone's parent you call them mr or mrs it's yeah. like they just call you uncle or auntie like that's like just what they do so like it's incredible though like the the type of kids you see over there versus like the kids you see in the states that like kind of grow up in like rich areas yeah. and go to like the preppy schools and like you see these kids just like grinding with what they have yeah. it's like wow that is so cool <laughs> <laughs> but yeah those are the two places well i like that that's i'm game i'm in all right yeah. sounds like we we have to do a podcast across the ocean <laughs> We gotta do across cool. the ocean. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anytime you're yeah. over there and you want us to be guests on your podcast or featured yeah. <laughs> on your Instagram, let us know. We'll be there. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We'll just be his photographers. We know all the angles, so it's like we'll just whatever you want. Like we're down. There you go. That sounds good to me. Tit for tat here. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Well, keeping it more local to uh, stateside, um, and kind of moving on to baseball to get into the nitty gritty here. Uh, so let's talk about your career and uh, start out with college, your college career. Where did you attend school? Yeah, so I, uh, I went to Creighton University um, from 2013 to 2016, um, got, got my degree, graduated from there. Mom and dad, if you're listening to this, I got my finance degree. I know you want people to know that. <laughs> Good. Oh, so he's smart. Good with money. And he's like, educated mom and dad. Good. Yeah, they always want me to let people know I got my finance degree and whatever. Good. But um, I also want to put a caveat in there, not because I wanted to, just because they wanted me to. You know, I did it for them. Aww, um, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, yeah, I got a finance degree and I'm sure it'll help me at some point in my life. But uh, yeah, played baseball there for four years, um, played shortstop my first years, played second base my last two years um it was good I mean I met some really good people like you know lifelong family friends that uh you know it's kind of like interesting now it's like everyone's getting married and like you're going to all these weddings and like yeah. you're starting to see like like guys that you would see like that you never thought would ever like mature like maturing and like yeah. <laughs> becoming grown-ups and like it's interesting for sure um but yeah baseball wise I mean we always had good teams there um I mean, we could go in some like deep, like, I don't know if I want to go that deep, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I mean, we, we did well for, for what we had. Uh, we got to play at TD Ameritrade. That's where the college world series is. So like yeah. that whole experience and they treat like a pro there and, you know, they take care of the field and everything. And obviously the stadium is, is sick and we would average like four to 5,000 fans a game. 
Damn. But like awesome. in that in that stadium, like that it's nothing. Like. like it's like they feel like nobody's there. So like in a way, I always wish we kind of had that like college stadium where like you get all the fans to come out and pack the place. Yeah. And, like, Small and intimate. But it's, yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, overall, it was a good experience. I mean, how could it not be? You're playing college baseball. Right? Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, and you play in a stadium like that. It's not LSU, but it's uh Yeah, the way he the way he's even talking about it, he's like, We got to play at T D Ameritrade. It was like, fine. It's, it's like I'm it's like, not that great, but <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, like you haven't seen the <laughs> stadium at EA. <laughs> If I was doing this like maybe four or five years ago, I'd be like, we got to play a TD Ameritrade. It <laughs> yeah. was sick. <laughs> it was so sick. And it was. I mean, I'm, I am kind of downplaying it, but it was it was cool. It was very cool to play there. Um, definitely a graveyard. So hard to hit there. Oh, yeah. 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 But it is what it is. But we had a, I mean, he had four to 5,000 in his game. We had four to five at our game. <laughs> Including us. <laughs> we were the ball girls and we were on the field yeah so we count as part of that but, oh yeah I mean after college it's it's quite a transition I think for everybody in general even for, for people that aren't athletes like I struggled right after my undergrad I really struggled after my master's like oh my god I gotta go back to school I don't know what to do it, it kind of felt incomplete I guess but you shared with us when you were getting to kind of know us a little bit that you're very much against the what if mentality, which I, God, I love that so much. Like you don't want to be that guy. Like, so you never gave up the dream when easily you could have, and most people do. Now, how did you make that transition from basically being as dramatic as it can be jobless and homeless? Exactly. I was just going to say an absolute nobody at rock bottom. <laughs> say it like it is. <laughs> how did you make that transition from that to indie ball because sass and i are indie ball connoisseurs i was gonna say I you guys the go to some chicago dogs games and yeah. you guys are scouting scouting the players i've seen it mm-hmm. yeah i've been keeping tabs you know we were doing research <laughs> the whole damn time <laughs> yeah Favorite. transition to indie ball was i mean the whole period of not having a job and like nobody wanting you is like very interesting. Cause it could go one of two ways. Either like you go all in on yourself and you just like go for it. Or it's like, you just crash and give up and it's like, all right, I'll go get my nine to five slinging insurance or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what <laughs> Shoot my bad. <laughs> no, I'm in management. I do not sell the insurance. I'm a manager. Thank you very much. My bad. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Just roast her ass hard. Yeah, I oh, always well, say this has been fun, Ryan. I'm... Thanks so much for um hanging out with us. Thanks for so much. Our, our feet got cut. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I mean, you know what I'm saying though. I just yes, I couldn't get that yes. corporate job yet. Flipping um, burgers, yeah. 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 That's yeah. Um but yeah, like it was, it was, it was interesting. Cause like my parents knew I wanted to play and obviously the whole goal of growing up was got to get drafted and, um, indie ball never even was like a thing until like after the draft, it was like, Oh, I'll get drafted. I'll play somewhere like, or I'll sign a free agent deal at least. And then none of that happened. But like day three of the draft last day of the draft, like I wasn't watching at all. I never watched the draft. I wasn't expecting anything. A couple teams called and said like, Hey, it'd be better phone. We might call you I was like, cool. Whatever. Like I don't expect anything um the last pick was made my parents were like watching it religiously um and I was leaving to go to the gym and my both of them just like come up to me like crying and they're like we're so sorry like 
you know you wanted this like this is your dream like and they're like apologizing to me and i like i it was weird because like obviously you don't want to see your parents cry it's yeah. like yeah and like i you almost feel like you let them down it's like i know you guys have done so much for me and then i kind of like laughed i was like guys like it, it's not over like we're gonna find something like we're gonna go somewhere we're gonna do something like i'll figure this out like we'll, we'll be all right and they're like okay okay in the middle of tears you were mature enough to have yeah that, yeah know? it was an That's interesting crazy. feeling um definitely an interesting moment and then i mean i tried out for multiple indie ball teams they're like nah like you're good enough but you don't have pro experience so like we're not going to sign you i was like how the hell am i supposed to get pro experience yeah. like this is what this is for <laughs> so it was like i mean i i went to i was like paying to go to these tryouts it was like yeah. 60 bucks to go to yep. these stupid tryouts and like clearly the best player there like not even like they should have taken me for at least a spring training invite like something yeah. but no they didn't whatever nothing so my mom was at like a perfect game thing for my little brother, right? He's in high school at the time and, and meets this guy. And she's like, my son didn't get drafted. Why didn't he get drafted? And like, and she's like going Go in. Off, queen. Yeah. And, and this guy's like, he's like, ah, it's, you know, the, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Like it's subjective. Like I know, like, and um, he's like, let me like, bring you over to this guy. This guy, you know, knows some like any ball guys. So my mom goes over to this guy um, he coaches at North Central College, okay. I want to say. Yeah. yeah, he's like I think he's like a pitching coach there or something. But he knew um, the manager of the Railcats. And so then he was like, yeah, they need an infielder. Um, let me give him a call. And so he did. And then I ended up getting a call from from Greg Taggart, the manager there. And he's like, hey, come out to batting practice. This was at the end of their 2016 season. Okay. Um, so I came out and, like, whatever, did a couple 60-yard sprints, like took some ground balls, hit a little bit, and, like, came out again the next day then and like did the same thing i didn't hear from him for like two months i was like oh that came and went Dang. Yeah. yeah like it's over was, yep. yeah. see ya. i was like well let's just start working for 2017 and then he uh he reached out in november and he was like hey we want to we want to give you a contract okay um does that mean i was like sure yeah absolutely whatever send it over so i signed it and then i'm like with the rail cats i guess at the time and i'm like i, I didn't understand it fully but He's like, we want you to go down to Arizona and play in the Arizona Winter League, which is like some like bullshit, like, hey, pay three grand and you can play. Oh, like, yeah. It wasn't even oh, like gosh. a real thing. It was like guys who got a glove for Christmas and wanted to go play. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, I went and played in that, um, which was stupid. But he was like, he got some money out of it, I think. So like that kind of helped. But uh, I ended up then playing for the Railcats in 2017. Spring training was weird. I mean, I like, destroyed spring training and he, he brings me to his office and he goes well you, you made the team and i'm like well, yeah i know really? i'm your, yeah, I'm your best not. player like <laughs> yeah, obviously i made the team and he goes well we were intending on cutting you he's like well, we gave you that contract it was just, just like as like a placeholder yeah he told me that what? straight up oh he goes God. we were we were gonna cut you he's like we didn't think you'd make it through spring training so i was like <laughs> i didn't know whether to be pissed or like happy and then i like i was pissed but at the same time i was like all right whatever i'm in i don't care like I'm going to get an opportunity. I just got to take advantage of it. And then I was opening day starter at shortstop, like hitting seventh. And like that, the rest was history. Made the all-star team that year. And then Red Sox picked me up the next year. So it was like crazy. He was going to cut me. <laughs> Dude, I would have never said that. Like, I know, right? <laughs> Why reveal that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah he's obviously used it as a termination and proved him wrong. So, I mean. Yeah. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You too. You spoke before about like, you're being a grinder and it's like a gritty life to live yeah. but I love this you said you love 
being in the trenches with the guys, which it's just such a sick mentality. It, it shows kind of, you have this team oriented, well, very team oriented mindset and it, it's not uh, what about me, Absolutely. which is really important. Now, did you ever feel, obviously you talked about your parents are crying and you were positive, but did you ever feel discouraged, even if it was brief? And I know you had your dad on track, like to help you keep you on track physically and he was throwing, hitting, you know, feeling partner. Was he part of that motivation to like not stay down if you were ever feeling that way? Yeah. I mean, the parents were like huge about it and they still are to this day. Like there's obviously there's days I'll come home and bitch about something or like call up and bitch about something during the season. Yeah. And like, you know, sometimes they'll bitch with me. Sometimes they'll, you know, say like, Hey, knock it off. They always have the right answer to say, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be able to do anything I do if it wasn't for them. Like I didn't have a job. It was like, you know, if they're the type of parents that were like, well, go get a job. I was like, well, I can't play baseball then. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were like, no, go for it. Like try this, see what happens. And it was like, they were there every step of the way. I mean, they still are. And obviously minor league baseball isn't too different from indie ball other than you got an opportunity to make millions um but yeah I mean the, my parents are huge I, I can't say enough about that did you have sure. a moment that you felt like like this is probably not gonna happen like what what, what holy shit like I don't know yeah what I do like I I honestly if you look at like my indie ball stats I didn't hit very well and like that's like the main thing is like you gotta hit like if you don't play defense you can still make it if you can hit right so like and I was like, I said, like, I mean, I said I sucked back in the day. I was like still kind of the same, like just a little contact hitter that like just kind of played. But uh, yeah, they're like indie ball. There was like a week where like I made like two or three errors and like it cost the team oh. and like it stung because like that was what I had to be good at was like my coach pretty much said he's like, I don't care if you hit zero, just play D. And I was like, OK. <laughs> and I like blew it for like a week and I felt like horrible. And like our pitching coach called me out in a meeting. And I was like, God dang it. And I'm the youngest guy on the team. I'm 22. Like average age is 28. And I'm like, all these guys got like kids that are they're trying to support and, like families. It's like yeah. I don't have any of that. Um, and like my coach was like talking about trading me. Like he sat me down and was like, do you think you can play in this league? I was like, what? Like we play it like I'm a I'm an all-star like yeah I can play in this league <laughs> like of course um but yeah like that week I was like god dang it like am I gonna make it like am I gonna get through this and then you you just keep playing and you're like yeah you get through it and like it's just you keep going you keep going and eventually you make it through and um that was a moment I remember where I just I felt so shitty I was like god dang it am I gonna be able to do this they're gonna get cut or traded <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly awesome. yeah yeah so talk a little bit about the time difference, like the commitment, the time commitment and the difference between indie ball and the minors, because there's got to be some sort of significant difference, I would assume. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my training has changed a lot year to year. Um, you, know, you learn new things and training gets better. Um, but I, I mean, in terms of the amount of time I put in, I put in a lot of time. Um when I was, I obviously didn't have a job. I was continuing to train. Um, my training sucked at the time though. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to train. It was just like, okay, dad, just throw me BP. Like, but now we got machines and I, you know, bought like a rap soto that measures like ball flight and like bat stuff. Like, I mean, it's just like the works. Um, so like a lot of the time I spent training, I think I wouldn't say it's wasted, but it definitely wasn't optimal. Um, I would almost say I train in terms of just the amount of time I train less now but I like with the time I'm training in, I'm like way smarter and way more optimal with it. Where like yeah. everything is tracked, every swing, every rep, like everything is like down to the T now. So like I get my work done and I'm out. 
very much quality over quantity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, exactly. Okay. So as far as the, uh, the miners go, walk us through how you got picked up, uh, by Boston and, and like how that all, like all the BS that comes with it essentially. And, and how you got there. Yeah. the realities of basically like how baseball is both a game, but they treat it exactly like a business. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's more of a business than a game, I would yeah. say, but, okay. yeah, <laughs> uh, which is why I loved indie ball. Cause it was a game like, yeah, we got paid shit, but it was like, if you didn't play well, you're gone. Like there was none of this, like, oh, we'll develop you. It's yeah. like, no, you you play well, you're out. Like, sorry. Right. Um, so it's like do or die every time. But, um, getting picked up by Boston was, was, um, I mean, everyone, everyone, like, first of all, I want to say like, so many people reach out to me like, how'd you do it? Like, how'd you go from indie ball to, to affiliate? You know, they don't get drafted and then they want to go play indie ball. And they like, they just think the same thing is going to happen to them. Like, could it? Absolutely. But I think there's been one person to go from indie ball to the big leagues having been undrafted. And that's Kevin Millar. Like nobody else has done it. So like we're looking, we're looking at like 0.0001% of players of all time to ever sure. do it. Um, and I don't think they understand that going into it. So like, there's a huge luck factor that goes into it where it's like, I got an opportunity at the rail cats because the coach, like, like if you can't find a coach that has that, first of all, it's like, you're screwed. Um, and then he knew a scout with the Red Sox and he's kind of like a pseudo scout for the Red Sox. So like he got me into a camp for like a, there's like a one day camp down in Fort Myers, like go and train, you know, do like live at bats and stuff, which I sucked when I went there. Like, I mean, I went, it was like, it was weird. Cause like I went to one for the diamondbacks in Arizona the day before. Yeah. Then I hopped a plane flew home and literally got home at like 10 p.m slept woke up at like 6 a.m and then got another plane to florida <laughs> and so i was down in florida then and i like I, I mean it was so bad like i don't think i hit a ball fair like it was i was like all right well at least i crushed the diamondbacks workout but like the red sox one see you like they don't want me yeah and then the, the diamondbacks like yeah like as soon as someone goes down like we're gonna pick you up i was like cool like whatever and then went to spring training for the rail cats was there for two days red sox called and said hey we signed you and like next day i was in fort myers again <laughs> wow. so it was it was kind of a whirlwind of events uh for sure but yeah it was uh it was lucky i, I mean there's a lot of luck involved yeah, yeah you, you you said malar too and i'm like oh well, it's the right system yeah right right <laughs> you picked the well, right yeah, one to go through yeah daniel nava i don't know if you've heard oh of him. yeah he's another yeah, yeah. Indie ball oh, yeah. guy played for the Wichita Wingnuts. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was they were in the American Association. Okay. Their last year was 2017, and then they folded. They well, they became the Wichita Wind Surge, which is yeah. the double oh, A yeah. for yeah. the Twins now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he made it. I mean, he had a long big league career too. Yeah. So. It's weird how that. You're right. I think it's a lot of luck and. Yeah. Well, you will. You also have to take into account of these guys that are even getting a chance to play indie ball, right? Are already that small percentage of absolutely kids from college who are already the small percentage of kids from high school. Like you're taking yeah. that astronomically small number. So that you're right, luck has got to be the biggest factor it plays in, probably. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, because there are guys that were better than I was. I mean, my age helped obviously because I was mm -hmm. still 22, so like that yeah. helps a lot, but. I mean, there were guys like if you're looking to fill a role in a, in a minor league organization it's like why'd you pick me like there's mm -hmm. dudes that got experience over yeah. here like but they picked me and they stuck with me and honestly i was like ah this is gonna be like every other indie ball guy you get yeah. picked up you play a year and then they release you like you just fill a role for a year and then you're gone but I don't know. They've kept me around. I guess I've been doing all right to stick around. In the hair. Did you wear a chain too? Like a chain in the hair, and that's it. That's no. Okay. I didn't have a. Ch I didn't have a chain. <laughs> I, I mean, I wear a small. I wear a small one, but uh, yeah. I had the hair. Yeah. As soon as I left college, their coach said we'd have you know 
clean cut hair in college. Yeah. So as soon as I left, just threw it out instantly. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what did it. The, the chain gets bigger the years that you stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> come out and the chain gets bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And you just look at Verdugo and you're like, how is that not hurting your neck? The entire- I love it. I love that. But yeah. Here, obviously, at a couple of catches, we've talked many of times many a times about the disparities between, you know, minor league ball and, and big league clubs. And I have very famously vented more than a few times over <laughs> these seasons about minor league players not being paid, like making lower than the poverty line. Um, there's six plus guys in two bedroom apartments. There's no off season pay help yet. Baseball is one of the hardest sports to get in and stay in. And I did a lot of my research during, you know, my master's as Sasnos, focusing on the difficulty of making it from high school to college to even any ball to professional, which is less than 5%. And it's wild when you kind of break it down with the numbers on players. And it, it really is this many guys, a little handful, you know. And of course, this year, there's been huge changes in baseball and player rights. Minor leaguers got more, more pay this year. Not that it was much, but something is better than that. We're starting, you know, still below minimum wage, but (laughs) we're getting there. (laughs) And now we're going to see provided housing slash stipends or whatever in the future. Now coming back to 2020 being a no-go season, have you personally seen noticed or been affected by a lot of these changes? Yes, seen, noticed, and affected. All oh, of them. Oh. Um, affected in a good way for me. I know a lot yes. of guys affected in a bad way, but um, yeah, I mean, like the level of play was like interesting. It just wasn't as clean this year. I mean, obviously, everyone there's a year off, so like you don't get to play every day. Um, so a lot of a lot of guys um, didn't really train. I mean, they kind of like kind of did, but they thought they had like all this time to get ready and like, you know, though I'll be ready by season time, I, you know, 2021 or whatever. And then like it came and it was like, shit, I haven't done anything. Oh my God. Um, so I, in that regard, like I was able to pass a lot of people up where it was like, I mean, I was in the, in, I train up at the Bodome. I don't know if you ever heard yes. of Bo- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I train, I train up there. Um, I was going there like every day and there's like a group of pro guys that were there and went, we had pitchers, we had hitters, like we were going live like twice a week and like dudes were throwing. I mean, there's some good arms that are throwing like 95 to like a hundred. Like, yeah. so we were like, getting some serious work in, um, which I think was huge for me going into 2021. Cause it was like these guys, most of these guys out here haven't seen live. Like I got to do, I got probably like 200, 300 at bats, like over the course of quarantine, like these guys haven't seen anything. So like I came out like running for in spring training, like I was hot, like yeah. came out real hot. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting. I mean, like the rules they have and stuff like vaccines, like, I mean, there's all that, like you gotta, if you're vaccinated, you don't gotta do this. If you're not, you gotta do this. Like you gotta, I had to like spit in a tube every day and like, you gotta wear your mask inside, like, like whatever. I, I'm fine with it. No big deal. But like the food was tough, like for our clubbies cause yeah. the restaurants didn't have people to work for them. So like we would get like a meal and then we'd be like, yeah, we like that. Like just keep that ordering, you know, twice a week. And he's like, yeah. okay, call the place. Be like, Hey, can we have this, you know, twice a week? And they're like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, we don't have enough staff to make it. So like, we could only do it like once every two weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So like, it was a scramble. Like some days he would just go to the grocery store and try to throw some sort like sort of meal together. Oh, I was like, no. we felt bad for him. I mean, we knew he was trying to do the best he could. And it was like, 
I mean, they could they couldn't do the buffet style like they normally do because of COVID. You can't whatever you can't go in there yeah. and grab the spoon and <laughs> put it on your plate. So you guys they like individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, they had a bunch of individualized boxes, and you take it and go. <laughs> it was interesting, but uh, I mean, for what happened and everything, it, they they did well. I think for for all the circumstances. I didn't even think about like the meal. Like I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind. Right. Like the that's that's crazy, but I mean. Uh, relatively speaking you've spent a really short time with the socks you've had a very very quick growth and that isn't always seen in this game and i have to we went deep dive on you we had to do our research like the female cool. stalkers female that we have to be yeah research for the podcast how about let's let's call it that stalkers geez we're never gonna have another interview the batting average you're about 262 and every season you floated between six 262 and 274 62. i think it was 271 well, no. 271. Cut, you're cutting me short 274 <laughs> you said floated between 274 there you go i think, it was, I think it, you're saying 262 and triple a but if you combine the two i think it's like 271 oh <laughs> hey you ain't cut me short on that <laughs> i gave i gave you 274 okay we're gonna freaking go with that so we'll say that he's averaging about 274 when the league average last year was actually 244 and um on base percentage you were between 337 351 again that's quite a bit above 317 the average so basically what i looked at from you and what you've been doing you breed consistency and positive growth and it's not you're not jumping which i think is really important to look at and you've been someone that's obviously already proven that the organization can count on now what about you know the old Sox organization have you enjoyed in relation to your growth in the game and and what are they kind of doing right for you I guess yeah um yeah you kind of you, you did good you did a good job there um I think I think some of the stats you should be looking at are on fan graphs I don't know if you're okay. on fan graphs I'm so sorry but those uh, yeah those are the ones that I like I mean I <laughs> So like everyone in the organization knows I hate batting average. Like okay. I literally, yeah, that's good I to know. literally shut the hell up. So that's, that works. <laughs> like Thank you I so hate much. when coaches are like, oh, like you're hitting 240 against lefties, but you're hitting 270 against righties. Yeah. Or I'm like, okay, like that's like let's look at like WRC plus or like WOBA yeah. or like OPS plus. Like those are my yeah. like go tos. Um, but yeah, in terms of like what the Sox have done, I mean. They've tried to move me around the field. I mean, I played every position this year other than pitcher and catcher. They put me at every spot, um, which is like, you know, and they told me like, hey, if, if, if you want to make it, like you're going to have to be utility guy. And I'm like, let's go for it. I'll catch, like, give me the gear. Like, I don't care. I'll do whatever. Like, whatever role you need me to fill, like, I'll be that guy. Like, just tell me. Um, but that's been huge, I think, with that. I mean, they sent me to Instructs in 2019 to learn the outfield. Um, so I played out there a lot this year, like, 13 games or 14 games in center field, a couple in left, a couple in right. Um, a lot of games at third, especially when I got to triple A because, you know, they got their prospects. They're playing up the middle and, you know, they had to get their time. And hey, I, oh, get yeah. I get it. I get so, it. Uh, so I was like, hey, play me wherever. Like I told the coach, I was like, I'll play first. I'll play right. I'll play wherever. So uh, they put me in. They put me in left actually for the first time of the season. I hadn't played left yet. And I'm like, my coach was like, can you, can you play left? I was like, I mean, I can, but like, yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Delino DeShields, uh, if you've never heard of him, he's a big leaguer for a while, but he, we got him in like a trade, I guess. And he was playing for us for like a couple weeks when I was there. Yeah. And I was like, bro, like I've never played left field before. So like, just yell at me. And like, he's like this little fast guy that just like sprints. around. I'm like, he's like, oh yeah, man. He's like, just cover the line. I'll get the gap. 
<laughs> perfect like oh, yeah. i just i stood on the line like just like looking at him he's like yeah you're good there right there like hey, one to your left i was like all right <laughs> i just listened to him and, and he kind of guided me through that but uh yeah i mean that's that's been like the biggest thing i think with the white Sox. Oh! <laughs> the reason i said white Sox is because i work with a lot of the white Sox hitting coaches yeah. In the oh yeah season. you're up there so yeah. like a lot of them are my coaches in the off season sorry i was actually on the phone with them just before i got on the podcast so that's why mm-hmm. i let that there one you slip. Go, yeah. <laughs> anyways uh, with the Red Sox, it's been huge being kind of like the utility guy for him and, and trying to make my way doing that. Good. Able to move around. You, I think that's what breeds your consistency is that you're able to do anything so they can utility put player. you anywhere at any time. You're Absolutely. not, you know, there's plenty of guys yeah. you see out there that are strictly first basemen and God forbid they'd ever have to go anywhere else. It's not going to happen. So that is right. probably your little gold star on your chest. It that's is. very helpful. Is it you is. You can do anything. And yes. I hate to harp on the batting average, but that just that number alone shows your consistency. And for that's, sure. that's for sure. just what they're trying to see is consistency. Yeah. And I know way. they look, they look at that. So, right. I mean, sure. Okay. I'm consistent with my batting average, but like my WRC plus, like if you look at it over the years, it's like slowly gone up every year. That's it's what like, matters. That's, that's all I really care about. I know that's what the front offices are looking at, but uh, yeah, I know the coaches are always looking at the batting average. <laughs> whatever. So our mom and dad, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. coaches are looking at it. Mom and dad are probably like, okay, yeah. we can improve here, yeah. here, and here. Yeah. And speaking mm-hmm. of speaking of mom and dad, you guys have, uh, I mean, you've already kind of talked about how big of an influence they've been in your career and your growth there. But um, as far as just being consistently there for you, um, if you want to talk about them individually, so like your mom, you talked about nutrition and how she was really um, a key player in what you were eating and, and your dad just being like a season partner and stuff. Um, what have you kind of taken away from them as far as the development piece there? Yeah, my mom, um, so she's the best. Like, I, I can't, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> she's awesome. Um, so like when I was in college, my senior year, like I had a really bad senior year, struggled like really bad. And like, she would send me these positive affirmations every morning and like just like it was just like the coolest thing and like it would always like get me going and like you know it was always she always ended with like find your joy or like something like just like leave me with which was awesome and um I mean she's always been there obviously when I've struggled you know throughout anything um even you know now playing playing for the Red Sox you know upper level in the system but uh uh she she went into like health coaching she like like took a course or whatever she did the whole certification process and like went back to school for it and uh got certified in that so like now everything our house is like organic non-gmo like grass-fed like (laughs) everything like there is good luck finding anything that's like not natural (laughs) um yeah she she even got my dad off of uh cheese popcorn he used to love eating like cheese popcorn she's like no i can't do it (laughs) not good for you um but yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she'll bring treats in every now and then, but like very, very good with getting me food that I need and, and good food, um, which has been awesome. And then my dad, um, like I said, training partner for, I mean, ever since I was a kid, obviously, but uh, he's been with me every step of the way, even in pro ball, uh, which honestly, like, it's unbelievable how many guys I see that like their dads are not involved with them yeah. at all. Like they just watch from the sidelines and it's like, man, like if I had a kid, like I would want to be with them every step of the way. Like, Oh, right. you need me to like feed a machine for you. Want me to do something <laughs> for you? Like, absolutely. Like, and I see some of these dads, it's just like, they don't help. And like, these kids are like looking for people to help them. And like, even like little kids, like sometimes like, you know, they'll be like, they'll come hit with me or whatever. Like they'll be at the facility. And it's like, 
you know, Hey, like, can I, can I train with you? I was like, just get your dad. Like, you don't need me here. Yeah. Like just get your dad to train with you. Like, and that, and I think baseball is a generational sport. Like it gets passed down, like through Absolutely. your dad. Like, that's just like how it goes. Like if, if you don't get taught the sport from your dad or even your mom, I mean, I, it, I, there's, I know Mookie Betts' mom, like he, yep. he was brought up playing baseball and she was the one that would play catch with them and throw in batting practice and do everything with him. Like that stuff is like starting to lose. Like people don't do that anymore. I think that's why baseball is just not as popular, I guess, as it used to be. And like, it kind of sucks, but uh, yeah, my dad, I mean, he's huge. He's anytime I need him. It's like, Hey, can you go tomorrow at this time? Yep. I'm there. So it's, it's been awesome with him and um, you know, I can always bounce ideas off of him and, you know, he's got he's got his old school ideas and i always i always listen you know hey keep keep your elbow up you know eye on the ball like okay dad you know, i appreciate it but like he's come a long way too with a lot of the analytical stuff that i've taught him and you know he brought me along and and you know kind of got to the point where i was like dad like let me bring you along now like you're with me now <laughs> and so like, dog and he's, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and he's and he's on board with it so like he he totally listens to me and and, and does does everything i ask of him so i, I couldn't be happier with, with the two of them that's so I awesome mean, it, it sounds to me like your dad is the mvp and <laughs> mom is basically like your nutrition coach, which to me says your mom started the TB12 method and your dad is Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, we've talked about before separating the player from the person. And we've talked about it on our podcast. I know you mentioned it in your little pre-podcast thing, like just a week or two, you know, so we're on the same page and, and that positively you say positively impacts others by showing quote this is a quote from him quote here we go <laughs> <laughs> if athletes can keep identity separate from their sport they will enjoy the game much more with the understanding that it is just a game so to me this shows a lot of your maturity and your focus on self-growth your mind body spirit you have or did you have a shocker moment when this happened in your career maybe with the undrafted situation at indie ball or is this how you were kind of always raised or have always been? No, I haven't always been that way. Um, yeah, college was like, it was always like, I need the numbers, you know, I was always chasing numbers and like, gotta play well. I gotta, you know, I gotta go three for three. I gotta, you know, gotta make the plays. Like, all this, and it was just like, I was just like burden. But like, once I left college and it was like, okay, everyone in baseball hates me. No one likes me. Like, I have nothing to lose now. Like, so like now it's like, okay, I can fail. And it's like, everyone expected me to fail. It's all upside from here. So like playing with that attitude of like, I got literally nothing to lose is like incredible. But uh, after indie ball, like I realized, and I, I got in with the Red Sox, I was like, man, like I'm the same person, whether I go four for four or I go oh for four, like I'm going to come home and I'm still going to play Xbox with my gaming headset that you made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, it's just, I'm not gonna let it affect me anymore. Um, you know, you take baseball away from me, like I'm still going to be the same guy. Obviously that would be really hard. And, you know, obviously it's, it sucked, but like, it's not who I am. It's just what I do. Um, and I think a lot of players get that mixed up where it's like, they take on the identity of how they do in the game with like who they are as a person. Yeah. And it's like, how are you ever going to live that way? Like that is like, that's such a roller coaster ride. And then it's like, someday your career is going to end. And it's like, then what? Like now you don't even have a game and, who are you now? Um, I mean, you look at like Ichiro, like he, that guy, like, I, I, again, I've never met him. I don't know anything about him, but like, 
he can't leave baseball and like it's who he is yeah. and like it's his personality he, he doesn't know what he would do with himself if he wasn't in baseball i mean i think the guy's still over in japan playing like <laughs> like, like I, yeah and like i get it i mean if you want to play it play as long as you can but like with the understanding that baseball's not who you are it's just what you do and um i think a lot of foreigners miss that too like a lot of that because like i mean a lot of their families are dependent on them it's like they gotta play well yeah. in order to feed their family um which obviously is extreme pressure um but yeah i mean i think they'd play a lot better um if they just could realize that like it's not the end of the world <laughs> it's just a game yeah it's about relaxing yeah. and taking a step back and absolutely and i i totally understand because i've seen that so many times and a lot of people I've been around, it's like that is their full identity. And if you For can't sure. separate or yourself, you've got guys who don't even mean to, and you like Shohei Otani, who's just like a freaking dog and goes out there and he's <laughs> himself, but yet it's like an absolute unit. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. I think part of it, though, like how you get into that space, it's like I prepared the best I can and I there's nothing more I could have done. And whatever happens, happens now. So it's like, you know, you take a test. It's like, oh, I failed the test, but I studied the best I could. It's like, there's nothing more I could have done. As long as you can live with that, it's like, all right, whatever. I mean, I think it goes again back to the maturity thing. Like you've, Absolutely. You've grown up. You've grown yeah. up. You it can, took a while. It took a while. <laughs> well, you've grown up a little bit. A little bit. Looking <laughs> at things with like the big picture lens, which is like Avery was just saying, it is a, it is a maturity thing. I think a lot of people live in the moment and they, they don't kind of plan for their future there. So the fact that you, you know, talk about your finance degree and having something to fall back on, if this doesn't work out, I mean, obviously you hope and you pray and you keep your fingers crossed that it does and you can play as long as you can, but these people just have to have some sort of, you know, end game um, goal or like a backup plan to fall on. So, but, but honestly, all that does is just wrap up like how positive of a person you are, you know, something that's something to be proud of. Um, and then as far as you talked a little bit about charity before and giving back, and that's something that's important to you. So if you want to kind of elaborate a little bit more, as far as baseball, not being just entertainment to you, but, um, the nonprofit more than a game, if you want to talk about that. Yeah. So I met, um, do you know, um, uh, Pedro Gomez, he just passed away recently. His son plays in the Red Sox organization, um, Rio Gomez, good friend of mine. And uh, he, he knew a couple guys that he went to school with from Arizona um, who started this, this organization, uh, nonprofit organization called More Than a Game. Um, so they had, been, they had been a thing before I, I had met him. I think they started back in like 2015 or 16, I want to say. Um, just working on like small projects around the United States. Um, I think Georgia, California, um, Arizona, obviously. Um, just like going on into communities and like fixing up fields and, and bringing baseball to the community really. Um, so after 2018, I played with Rio that year and he invited me to go on, on this trip to Puerto Rico with, with the organization. Um, and we went to, oh, what's his name? Uh, Kawamo, Kawamo, that's what it was. Kawamo, Puerto Rico, right? <laughs> South side of the island. Um, so, you know, we all flew into San Juan and took the, long way around the island five hours down to the bottom and like it's rock on that side like it's not the nice like beach puerto rico that you think Sketchy. of like it's just straight rock the california like, and, coast kind of yeah and that's where that's where like the hurricane smacked like it smacked that side of the island so like everything kind of got wiped out there um so we we went to this like youth complex they had uh three baseball fields there and like i mean the fences were ripped up like the roofs were just gone on like the the housing area in the middle and like painting was ridiculous so like we spent 
I don't know how he did it. Like when he said, he's like, yeah, we're going to fix up all these fields. It's like, there's, these aren't even fields. Like how are we going to do this in three days? Like, it's not going to happen. Like we had a lot of guys, but it was like, just baseball players. Like, yeah, we can move dirt around, but we did it. We, uh, we, we fixed a field up. Like the coolest part about it was like, we had like an event planned at the end of the week where like everyone was going to come out we do run like a free camp with all the pro guys there and, and do, do stuff. But, uh, the coolest part was like every day that we'd work, the fields would look better and better. And kids would just come out and play. Like they just came out from nowhere. We hadn't like, we never announced we were doing anything yet. And they started showing up and playing. So like we would play wiffle ball with these kids at the end of the day. Like it was the coolest thing, like just like straight, like sandlot. Um, I mean, we had kids that were like high school kids and there was kids that were just like little itty bitty kids out there, like, you know, swinging in and obviously, you know, you kind of underhanded to them. And it was like the coolest thing, like the culture they have there. And, um, once we completed the whole thing, you know, they had uh, a couple of little league games go on there and we got to see those and like all the families were just like, like almost in tears, like thanking us for like these fields. Like they're like, Oh, that, you know, everyone forgot about us, you know, the hurricane hit and nobody could use these fields and we didn't have the money to fix them up. And, um, and we, and more than a game, we got some sponsorships from like new balance and Lululemon and, um, was able to put together obviously the money to, to pay for everything and, and, uh, fix all the fields up. But they, that was like the coolest thing ever was seeing those kids start like just coming in out of nowhere, um, looking to play baseball. Um, like so yeah, we did that. And then, and then Hawaii was another one. Um, like I've, I've spoken that briefly kind of went to the North side of the, the big Island. Um, not really the touristy side. Um, it's actually interesting, I guess. The south side of the island it gets the most sunshine out of any any city in the United States. The oh, north side yeah. of the island gets like the most rain <laughs> out of any city because there's a mountain in the middle that like separates them. So I guess like the weather changes because of that. But uh, same kind of thing there. We went there and um, fixed up the fields at the Boys and Girls Club and um, the family there, uh, the Marzos, like they're like. I feel like a son to them and I feel like they're my, they're, their kids are great. And, you know, I'm, I've been watching them grow up now for the last three, four years um, since I first went there. I try to go there every year. Uh, I brought my brothers last year and, and kind of always play around with the kids at practice and stuff. And um, yeah, the culture there is like incredible. And it's just, like the respect level they have and how they treat you is like just crazy. But yeah, that's kind of a, a quick little down and dirty of more than a game. Love that. That's, That's awesome. so cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm seriously. It sounded like a field of dreams moment where kids are just like emerging yeah. from the dirt in the like. It was. <laughs> That's Absolutely. Awesome. Love that. I mean, you you've kind of really shown us that you're like such a well-rounded person. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with? Where do we find something? <laughs> what's the catch? What, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, but you got your head on straight, and we did those pre-interview questions, and one thing that stood out to me is that you said you're most proud of is that you bet on yourself when everyone else gave up. Now you have doubters. I mean, I hope you're proud of yourself because <laughs> you're beating the odds and beating the stats. And I think, I think that's a, it's a great mentality to have. And that's again, comes from that maturity that we've been talking about. It's kind of like the theme of this whole thing. So I really like that. That was one of my highlights learning yeah, about you. No, for sure. I appreciate that. As long as you're proud of me, that's, that's oh, all that <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Stop making me feel good about myself. I'm <laughs> good deal. Well, uh, I think to kind of round this all out, we've got a little game for you to play if you're down. Oh, oh here we go. Okay. Yeah. It's just a little this or that. So oh. you choose obviously which <laughs> one. Whatever comes to your head first. Like well, it's a like speed round. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll see how fast the brain works here. All right. So, okay. This or that. Road trip or flying on a plane? Road trip. Road trip. Sweet, salty, or sour snacks? Sweet. Sweet. 
Cold or hot vacation spot? God dang it. Cold. Cold. Okay. All right. Um, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Clearly. Good. You're not a serial killer. Don't be weird. I'm not ratchet. We had, we had to throw that into there to see if you were a serial killer. Sorry. Okay. Uh, obviously, you probably favor MLB, but out of the other uh, three major leagues, NBA, NFL, or NHL? NHL over all of them, including MLB. Oh, okay. All right. We love that. <laughs> we love that. Okay. Uh, dog or cat person? Dog. You are scoring big time. Squeaks, um, his girlfriend's not up here. His girlfriend. Here for Squeaks, his dog. <laughs> right, yeah. Say that or cover her ears. Um, do you prefer the West Coast or the East Coast? Mm. We're going to judge you. The Middle Coast? Midwest? <laughs> you the Midwest? The Midwest? The Midwest? Is that an option? It's an option. I feel like, I feel like everyone's assholes on both sides. <laughs> Agreed. When I moved out here, I said the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you drink, I don't know if you drink, but if you do heavier light beer. Ooh, I don't, I'm not a beer person. Seltzers? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I love light class. What, what are you, brown? You drink the brown? I don't drink a lot, but okay. like champagne or like <laughs> the bubbly so, <laughs> i don't know like uh love you so much maybe Bougie. like a mix a mix like uh like a whiskey and coke or something okay. like i could do that but yeah. I don't, yeah i don't do much beer I, I think light beer if i did my dad would be disappointed in that but i think I yeah we've seen the pictures the abs will say different it's fine don't worry yeah. <laughs> okay all right next weightlifting or cardio weightlifting all easy weightlifting all day okay um Fortnite or cod god okay because you're not eight right okay that makes well sense. i played Fortnite a lot until do you really i used like, to now i'm on cod yikes okay what about like gta is that a thing the boys love not really i i never played my parents never let me play that growing up so i never really got it's into scandalous. it too much violence yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally okay. kill hookers. <laughs> yeah, literally. Or take okay. away the ride. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Um, ice hockey or roller hockey? Ooh, ice hockey. Ice hockey. Okay. Uh, Starbucks or Duncan if you drink coffee? Starbucks. Yeah, Starbies. Starbies. Um, a Netflix night in or a nightclub late night out? Mm-hmm. Netflix night in. Netflix night in. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then last one, because it is the, the season, you know, we are in, uh, do you like giving gifts or receiving gifts better? Giving, absolutely yeah. giving. Absolutely. Giving's better. Okay. Yay. So well, cute. thank you so much for playing this or that. <laughs> we, were, we were saying too earlier, it was so cute because Squeaks obviously gave him the greeting of a lifetime. Yeah. As like, she should. Yeah. She was in love. She was like kissing him and crying like she had like he had been gone for a long time and she knew yep. exactly who he was. And I was very jealous. Yeah. Um, I get <laughs> it. When you have a celebrity he... in your midst. Yeah. That's yeah, how you so... have that. <laughs> I get he it. Said, he said he w- would love to have a dog, but obviously doesn't have the time or, you know, ability right now. He doesn't Aww. have one, but he loves wiener dogs. And I love yeah. wiener dogs. And this wiener is what dog. I was going to tell you. I was like, I'm going to tell you something in the podcast, but I need to wait. So I have been a wiener dog connoisseur my whole life. And I love okay. retrievers. So I have names set up for dogs, my future dogs, two of them. Okay. The golden is Tater. Tater. Okay, Ta- I like that. 
and tot is the favorite. Tot. tot. So Avery's gonna get a pair of wieners at some point in her life, and they're gonna be tater and tot. Oh, they might even be a a light colored wiener dog, and then a dark one, and then there you go. You got one. You got a burnt tot. (laughs) (laughs) The baby, the puppies would be burnt burnt tot. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) I cannot. And this was like this was before we were had. We had we kicked off great. This is before I started talking shit to him about his vans. He walked in with vans, and I'm like, "Oh, you're a West Coast guy, like, yeah." yeah." I was like, "I gotta, I gotta bring him down a notch because he already felt too good about himself." (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, but that's okay. You can because, like, we were talking about your Instagram earlier. If you would like, this is the perfect time. Go ahead and plug yourself, your socials, or anything else that you're doing right now, where we can come find you or watch a game eventually. Um, Go for it. Right, right. This guy is is my socials, as we (laughs) we noted earlier in the in the episode um yeah i'm mostly i mean i'm on instagram i try to post every now and then but i post on tiktok a lot so we got a tiktoker you guys are tiktokers hop on tiktok um it's pretty much just baseball training stuff on there i don't know i don't do any dances though i'm not that kind of guy i don't do the the tiktok okay thank god i probably (laughs) thank god i'm a little disappointed he didn't make a tiktok with us it's like immediately the second he walked in so oh well we'll if keep you, that in our back oh, that's it. if you could have thought next of time. something to do i would have done it mm-hmm. next time it. i have to think of everything uh, oh okay that's how this relationship is going okay <laughs> i see that so far oh, absolutely good okay and then you're going to be playing where next season that's a great question oh okay <laughs> um, i would assume in worcester um used to call it Worcester I don't oh, know <laughs> that's the complete wrong way yeah I get that um yeah I, sh- I should I should be there I don't know I I mean the rule five thing is going on but like I postponed so like I don't know what's going on with that um, you're not going to be with the Portland Sea Dogs no, I should. I don't think I'll be with the sea puppies, but sea pups. Okay. <laughs> well, wherever you are, Avery and I will try to make it our mission to go watch you because we love watching all baseball of all kinds. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the closest might be Akron, Ohio. Akron. Oh, no, that's double. That's double. What am I saying? Never mind. Never mind. That's a, it doesn't matter where yeah, it is. We're we're traveling, ladies. We'll yeah, go. Come see the spring training game. Yeah, did you get a spring training invite? Do you know yet? <laughs> we don't know if there's gonna be a season with a lockout. Uh, <laughs> we have true. no idea. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. Oh, I mean, awesome. Well, if uh now you guys know where to go find Ryan, and as always, you can find us. Well, first of all, let us know how Ryan did in the interview. Mm-hmm. Let us know who you want to hear for next okay, season, who we can interview. Leave us a voice message on our anchor.fm site. It's free. You don't need an account. We have one. Go find our page. Leave us the voice message. And then you can also follow us on social media on our Couple of Catches Twitter account at Couple of Catches or on our individual Instagram accounts at Avery J. Nichols and at Caitlin underscore Sass. We're going to show all our promos as soon as we get them all done up and pretty. Lots of pictures of Ryan's face. We'll post it all over, oh. and then you guys can obviously share that for. He's gonna be so um, gassed up for years just looking at his face. Get the hair Absolutely. in there too. Make sure oh, that's oh the lettuce! It'll be there. Don't worry. Oh my god. Well, Avery, we did it. That was season three. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed it as much as we did, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. obviously we're getting better and better every episode. So next season, season four, we'll right. catch you. Season four, baby.
thank you again, everybody. We will see you in about two months or so. It's time to, it's time to celebrate. So we'll see you in two months. We're going to have a great off season and time for some champagne. Let's go. Champagne. <laughs> All right. Chef Boyardee. Oh boy. Okay, we'll cut it out right there. Well, guys, awesome. Bye we'll guys. Thank time. you.